0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Next Level Coaching with Rick Rass here. I'm very excited that you're here today, and I'm even more excited that you're ready to take your life to the next level. Welcome to podcast number 10, Get High on Life, Not Drugs, The Power of Choice since this may be one of the first of my podcasts that you've listened to i'm going to share just a quick history that relates to the subject today i spent about 20 years traveling around the country doing a one-man volleyball show i used that platform to share drug-free motivational message in schools i would play volleyball teams of six all by myself me on one side six people on the other I would get three hits just like the other team would, so I'd pass to myself, set it up to net, and hopefully put it away. It was a great platform to share a message from because most people thought it was impossible. But a lot of people grew up thinking that being chemically free is impossible as well, especially when you start talking about alcohol and tobacco. I didn't play volleyball to play volleyball. I played volleyball to share a drug-free message. Back to the title of this podcast, Get High on Life, Not Drugs. The power of choice. Choices play a big part in taking your performance or your life to the next level. Your choice to pursue excellence, set goals, be focused, sticking with something when you get frustrated, and working hard will hopefully become a habit. Choices lead to habits. Habits become your lifestyle. Good choices create momentum and stimulate the desire to celebrate progress. Good choices empower you you may surprise yourself with what you can do. Poor choices, on the other hand, act like Kryptonite does to Superman. Kryptonite robs Superman of his power and with prolonged exposure it would kill him. Regardless of the amount of natural ability you may have been blessed with, you'll never achieve your potential without making good choices. Poor choices only jeopardize your potential, as well as the team's potential, whether amateur or professional. A strong commitment generates good choices that may not be related to how you feel. For example, when the alarm clock goes off early in the morning, you may not feel like working out, but you do it because you're committed to it and you know you'll be glad that you did. A lack of commitment generally produces poor choices. Everyone makes a choice about mood-altering substances. This podcast will focus primarily on the choice to be chemically free. I'm passionate about helping young people make the best choice, That passion may have started back when I was in high school. During my sophomore year in high school, I started playing saxophone in bands. It was a great way to earn money on weekends. As a musician, I saw just about everything. I shared a story in my first podcast about one band job in which a groom threw a punch on the dance floor right in front of the stage and knocked his bride out. Do you think alcohol was involved? I remember thinking I would never drink and I never did. In addition to what I saw while performing in a band, I witnessed plenty on the road. I'm lucky to be alive after driving home between 1 and 4 o'clock in the morning nearly every weekend for seven years. I still have a vivid picture in my mind of a motorcycle driver's body laying about 60 feet from his bike. He had taken a curve too tight, hit the driver's side of an oncoming truck, and he never made it. Later reports revealed that his blood alcohol was nearly double the legal limit. I witnessed a number of car fatalities. Tragic for everyone involved. The consumption of alcohol can create awful memories for everyone involved. I've never heard anyone say, Gee, I wish I would have spent more money on alcohol when I was younger. That was such a great investment. Sadly, it doesn't take long to find people who talk about the parts pieces, segments of their life that have been lost and destroyed because of using. More than 10 years ago, I heard a story about two high school athletes. Both of them were seniors and had full-ride scholarships to Division I colleges for their prospective sports. In the spring of their final year of high school, they went to a party and both of them had been drinking with their friends. They thought it would be fun to play a game of chicken on their crotch rockets, motorcycles that you practically lay down on. They would drive straight at each other, and whoever chickened out first would be the first loser. Both of them won, because neither one chickened out. After learning the details of what transpired, I was amazed more at what didn't happen than what happened. Not one of their friends, quote-unquote friends, intervened and tried to stop them from doing what they were going to do. In fact, the atmosphere was more like, Whoa, this is going to be cool, until the little game ended. The police report estimated that both of those guys were traveling at least 75 miles an hour when they hit head-on right in front of their friends. Both of them died at the scene of the accident. That story is tragic. However, that story is being duplicated, maybe not in the same form or fashion, but all over the country where young people are sitting back and watching their friends make poor choices. Be a leader and bring your friends with you. I don't need to share more stories with tragic endings like that since it is likely that you have a few of your own. I realize that many of the things I say about drinking and using other drugs can be very offensive to some people. If you're an adult, this may be a difficult podcast for you to listen to depending upon where you're at with the whole concept of being chemically free. Don't stop listening just because of my perspective on this issue. All I ask is that you think about it before reacting or getting defensive. I'm not coming from a position of judgment at all. I'm only trying to stand back and look at the whole picture. A picture of a society that has some serious issues regarding alcohol that seem to get swept under the rug. This all before the COVID-19 pandemic when liquor stores were kept open because they were considered essential businesses. Isn't that enough of a statement of where we're at in our society with this issue? What would have those who are so dependent on such an essential product, I'm being sarcastic, done if they wouldn't have been able to purchase alcohol during the shutdowns? It blows me away that those who don't use often have to explain why they don't drink. Why aren't you drinking? When I was playing in bands, people would often want to buy the band a round of drinks. When I said orange juice or a Sprite, they would say, what do you want in it? Nothing? I'll have it straight. Oh, come on! You'll have to have something in it. Why should those who don't use have to explain why they don't? Shouldn't it be the other way around? People assume one of two things. Either you're a recovering alcoholic and you can drink, or you must be really religious and you're not supposed to drink. It won't take you long to find statistics about the increase in alcohol consumption this past year with the pandemic. Even a 2-5% to 5% increase would be concerning. But with many of the studies and surveys reporting over 25% increase, that is downright scary. I feel the bottom line is that we, as adults, send some incredibly powerful mixed messages, but don't really want to consider the impact our choices make on kids around us. If you're a student, people may influence your choices, but you have the power to make your own choice. I remember being in Tennessee, 20-plus years ago for school assemblies, and after a program, one of the teachers approached me and asked me if she could purchase one of my t-shirts with a drug-free message on it. The t-shirt she had on caught my attention, and I said, well, I don't sell t-shirts. They are earned, and I give them away. But I'll trade one for your t-shirt. Really, she said? What did her t-shirt say? Big black bold letters. You have the power to be drug-free. I still wear it. Remember how much power there is in one choice. The gateway drugs, alcohol and tobacco, are so powerful. The biggest drug problem in our society is the fact that we don't call alcohol and tobacco what it is, a drug. So many young people think, I'll just try it once. Not the best choice. The most dangerous drink or smoke you'll ever take is the first one. Don't miss that. The most dangerous drink or smoke you'll ever take is the first one. If you look at the most popular New Year's resolutions, you'll find two on every list. Quit smoking or drinking less. If you are young, do yourself a favor and never start. If you never take that first one, you never have to worry about all the problems associated with using or having it grab a hold of you and not let go. A big part of denial comes from our inability to view alcohol for what it is a drug. Pay attention to how alcohol and other drugs are separated when people speak and write. You are much more likely to hear someone say alcohol and drugs than you are to hear them say alcohol and other drugs. Why not just talk about drugs and know that alcohol is included since it is our number one drug problem? We don't say apples and fruit. We might say apples and other fruit. Maybe it's just semantics, but personally I think it goes way beyond that. When we are young, we make choices that often stick with us for a lifetime. I said earlier that choices lead to habits, habits become a lifestyle. Some choices, like fitness and reading, are great choices that hopefully turn into a lifelong habit. Other choices aren't so good. What do you do with your idle time? If you get in the habit of turning on the TV now, you'll probably be doing that 20 years from now. Consider the choice to light up. I often ask students, How many of you know someone who smokes who wishes they could quit? You can imagine the response. Everyone's hands go up. It all starts with one choice. I have some friends who are struggling with addictions, some who recognize it and some who don't. It is so important to understand the power and significance of each choice we make. If you've watched any of my freestyle kayaking videos on YouTube, you already know that my paddle blades say drug free on them. You can see it from 100 yards away. It makes for some interesting conversation, and you never know how one conversation can change someone's life. I was in Colorado two years ago kayaking on the Arkansas River in Buena Vista. After a couple hours of paddling in the morning, I was hanging my gear out to dry and was approached by a guy whose face looked familiar, but I couldn't match the face with the body. Bruce had lost over 75 pounds since the last time I had seen him. He had brought up drinking when I was paddling with him maybe nine months prior. He opened up and said that his wife thought he was an alcoholic and that she wished he would take better care of himself. I didn't say much, but I remember asking him, What do you think? Could you go the next two weeks without drinking? That would be the next time I would see him again. No problem, he said. However, two weeks later, he shared how tough it was and that he was going to do something about it. Well, he did something about it. His wife was there in Colorado and gave me a big thank you hug. After a program at a school in Ohio, the principal came up to me and pulled out a large coin out of his pocket. He said, you know, Rick, I didn't have my first drink until I was 25 years old, but I've spent the last nine years of my life trying to pick up the pieces of the life I destroyed for the next 25 years. I lost my wife. I lost my kids. I think about it all the time. I would do anything to go back to that day when I took that first drink and make a different choice. That large coin symbolized nine years of sobriety. We don't always know what shapes the choices we make. For some of us, the health class at high school may have affected our decision to abstain from alcohol and other drugs. If you think of the question, why use, can you come up with any good reasons? Your decisions play a big part in a number of obstacles you may have in your life. That decision to be chemically free was one of the best choices I ever made. In an earlier podcast, I spoke about the blindfolded dodgeball game I play with many of the teams I work with. The cones and hula hoops used in the game represent obstacles. Some obstacles can be controlled and others can't. I've always been puzzled by the concept of calling alcoholism a disease, like it is something that you can catch a result of being bit by a tick like Lyme disease, or that it's in your genes and your issues with alcohol are more or less predetermined and you have little or no control over its impact in your life. This concept seems to take all the responsibility away from those who quote unquote, suffer from the disease. We have the power to make the best choice, just like the t-shirt says. Every time we do it, it gives us more power. Every time we make good choices, we eliminate obstacles in our life Every time we make poor choices, we add to the minefield of our own lives. I'm not saying that if somebody drinks or uses tobacco, they're a bad person, teacher, or coach. All I'm saying is the best choice is to not use. Our society doesn't seem to see the connection between the choices adults make and the choices kids are making. If a parent smokes or drinks, how much more likely will it be that their own kids smoke or drink? As a former advisor for a high school drug-free team and member of the chemical pre-assessment team, I had heard about a student's issue with drinking. He was only a junior and already had three DUIs. He was lucky to be alive and fortunate he hadn't taken someone else's life on the road. After several opportunities to visit with him in the weight room while working out, I received a phone call from his mom. She was upset that I was talking to him about choices and that I told him he shouldn't be drinking. Even though it was almost 20 years ago, I can still hear her words as if it were yesterday. She said, if you keep telling him not to drink, he's going to do drugs. If you aren't thinking to yourself, wow, you may need to hear that again. She said, if you keep telling John not to drink, he's going to do drugs. Obviously, she didn't think of alcohol as a drug. Alcohol is so socially accepted that young people often think that everybody drinks. I went to St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Back then it was known as Party Campus USA, but I took a stand even back then about being chemically free and challenged students to make the best choice. I've done training with college teams and afterwards, maybe several days later, I found out via coaches or captains that the team decided to commit to having a dry season. I'm always thrilled to hear this, but at the same time, I wish it would be the rule, not the exception. I give several thousand t-shirts away each year and have for 25 years. Athletes always want to earn one while participating in some of the activities I do since they cannot be purchased. For the last 12 years, the t-shirts have said, Take it to the next level and celebrate progress on the front. On the back, it says, Get high on life, not drugs. Set goals, not limits. Thirteen years ago, it said in big, bold letters, drug-free, be the rule, not the exception. I see people wearing those t-shirts from many, many years ago. If you ever see somebody with a Take It to the Next Level t-shirt on, ask them how they earned it. The t-shirts that I give away are paid for by sponsors, some of which were just individual donors, and others are businesses that get advertising on the back of shirts. I'm always looking for more sponsors if you might be interested. After the one-man volleyball team presentations at school assemblies, students often would approach me. It was commonplace since many had stories to share about how alcohol and other drugs had impacted their lives. Many stories were tragic and sad. However, at the same time, many were encouraging stories about recovery and people and families who had turned their life around after struggling with addiction for years. I would say most were girls who shared their stories, but on one occasion it was a young man. He walked up to me and it was obvious something was wrong. He looked like he was on the verge of tears. Within a few minutes I found out from this junior two-sport athlete that he had never had a drink, but felt like he was the only one. He shared how much pressure others put on him to drink. As he was talking to me, tears ran freely. This was something that clearly bothered him. I felt for him and was disturbed that anyone should feel like he was feeling when he was making the best choice. How crazy is that? I shared with him that often people who make poor choices don't feel comfortable around somebody who is not because they feel convicted or guilty or possibly feel judged by that person. I told him also that courage is standing for what's right in the midst of opposition. His positive choice may help others to make the same choice. Students who are listening help your peers, your classmates, your teammates, your friends make the best choice. The messages students are getting aren't the ones they should be getting. Before reaching the age of 18, students will see over 100,000 commercials telling them that if they drink, they're going to have more fun, more friends, and fit in. I wish each of those commercials was longer. I wish they were hours days, weeks, and years long so they had time to show what happened to so many people's lives when they choose to drink. What happens on the road is bad enough. Alcohol-related crashes are devastating, as I've already shared some of them, but so many of the other issues go unrecognized. It is staggering how many very committed high school graduates head off to college only to completely waste the first year or two by drinking binge drinking on many college campuses is often completely out of control. I could throw all kinds of statistics out at this point, but that doesn't work. No one ever thinks they'll be one of those statistics. If you never use drugs, you don't have to worry about having problems related to them, as I mentioned earlier. The alcohol industry obviously doesn't want people making that choice, since it would hurt sales a bit. They come up with great marketing scams that can be so deceptive. You've heard the slogans, think when you drink, know when to say when, and probably the most popular, use responsibly. It defies logic. You can't use a drug that you don't need and call it responsible use. Maybe call it for what it is, gambling, gambling with your life. I used one of my favorite posters in school assemblies for years. It was a picture of a beer bottle made into a syringe with a needle on one end. It says, It's only beer, with the picture of the beer bottle. And underneath it said beer contains alcohol. Alcohol is our number one drug problem. Not cocaine, not marijuana, but alcohol. Get the point? And there's a drop of beer on the end of that needle. Use responsibly? Again, responsible use of a drug would be using a drug that can help you that is prescribed by a medical doctor. Besides the work I do with teams, I teach elementary Phi Ed. I call it physical engineering. That's my term for P.E., teaching kids how to maneuver and operate their bodies. For 31 years, I've been teaching, but in my mind, I'm a life coach. Teachable moments are priceless. My second and third graders love one of my traditions when they line up after a 25-minute period. They are trained well and often asked to do it. I yell, Attention! All I hear is the slap of their hands against their sides as they all stand at attention without a sound. Then I yell, drug-free! And then in unison, they yell, drug-free! Yes, sir! And they give me a salute. They love to do that. This past year, I had a mom call me up, and she said, Mr. Assier, I had you as a teacher, and it was just so comforting to hear my daughter come home and tell the stories about lighting up and how you still say, drug-free! Drug-free! Yes, sir! She said, I became a chemical health counselor because of the experience I had with you. When she was telling me that, I got all teary-eyed and emotional, but it was just great to hear that can always make an impact. Earlier today, I was at a school in Minneapolis, De La Salle High School. The school has such a strong tradition of athletics and academics, and I had the opportunity to work with some of the student leaders. I challenged them to make an impact, make an impact on their student body as leaders. And my hope in you listening to this podcast is that you'll want to make an impact as well. Not only you just making the best choices, but you reaching out and helping those around you make the best choices as well. I appreciate you listening today, and I hope this makes a big impact in your life as you take it to the next level.